This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. <laughs> a slight pause. Ah, just a slight pause. Just a for slight for pause. emphasis. Yeah, but we're we're good. We're good. Um, another beautiful morning today. Crystal clear out. Absolutely. Not too clear. cold. Yeah, it was nice. Not too cold. Not too warm. Just but a perfect, just, but just right. Just a little bit of fog at the eight oh five. Coming over. Not not out in the sticks where. Oh, not not out where I was. No, but just as, there's I, a there's a bit of moisture in the air. That's nice. It's good. We need it. We need moisture in the air? We do. Oh, to help keep my hands For your, your supple hands, absolutely. Yeah, no, it was beautiful out. And that's Venus over there coming up on the horizon? Who? who what no. is our planet? No, I think that's Jupiter. Okay. I'll take your word for it. I don't know. I only, I only studied astronomy at San Diego State for two years. So <laughs> couldn't, couldn't tell you for sure. Uh, let's see. What all do we have going on? Oh, a couple... One thing to note this week, both both stores are going to be closed for Thanksgiving on Thursday, and Poway is going to be closing early on Wednesday. I think we close at 3 o'clock on 3 o'clock? On 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock on Wednesday, but both stores will be closed on Thursday to celebrate the holiday. So hopefully everybody will have a, a nice and relaxing holiday. And low-key. Low-key by yourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With a turkey sandwich. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not happy about this. I'm not overly thrilled about it either. Okay. But. It is what it is. Uh, let's see. What else is going on? I don't know if I'm accepting that. What? Well, the most important thing in the nursery industry this week, big, big news. Huge news. Huge news. Exciting. As huger as it could possibly be. <laughs> Couldn't be any more huger. Huger. No, 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 no. Do you know what it is? I was asking you what was going on. All right. Well. well I'm going to say that our bare root sleeve fruit trees came in. That would be mine. Our our oxymorons arrived. That's right. Bare root sleeve. Our our potted potted bare root trees. Our potted bare root trees have arrived. That is big news. That's my favorite time of the year there, actually. And we got a lot of them. Yes, we did. A lot. So we were out stickering and stocking and tagging figs, pomegranates, grapes, olives, blueberries, Cane berries, blackberries, raspberries, goji berries, and gooseberries. Pomegranates, if you didn't say that, I don't... I don't know if I did or not. Yeah. I, if and I didn't, I apologize to the pomegranates dwarf, and their lobby. Dwarf black mulberries? I forgot the black dwarf black mulberries, but it is exciting to go out and start picking through them. Did and you say olives, too? I, did, I know I said olives. Okay. I'm not giving you olives. No, there's a, there's a, ton, of, there's a ton of stuff in stock right now. Uh, and grapes too. Did you yeah. say grapes? I, I don't. I don't you know, know, he did I, say grapes. I did say grapes. Yeah. There is a lot, and it almost seems like there's air quotes too much. But the way this year has been, I'll, I'll bet it's not enough. 
That could very well be. I, I have no doubts it'll not be enough. And the true bear root, bear root will, will be in the last week of December, first week of January. But such a great time to start your vineyard, start your table grape orchard. Well, that would still be a vineyard. Still be a vineyard. Yeah, it's yeah. an orchard. In start mind. your orchard. Start your orchard. And the pomegranate varieties that we get this way, you don't find other times of the year. You, you can't get all the varieties that we have out there right now. Well, it's kind of the same way with the figs too. And we used and we used to get fig we used to get figs truly bare root, but we found that getting them bare root potted in a sleeve um, <laughs> uh, as difficult the, as the, that is to say. The mortality rate is far less. Well, than figs and figs and pomegranates, yeah. uh, very high attrition rate. Yeah. So this takes that part of the equation away. The trees are a little bit smaller, but they will take they will. They they grow they, quickly. They, they I, will take off much faster than yeah. just as, than a. Well, I, I grabbed a I grabbed one of those sleeved Violette de Bordeaux figs de Bordeaux. last January and was eating fruit off of it this this fall. It, it was very precocious. 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 Did it kind of get in your face? Was no, it no. Precocious. What no. Is that, what does that mean, George? That it's a it bears young. Although technically they don't bear young, but this thing was bearing young. It was giving a lot of fruit. One of the things that I saw out there that I thought was very interesting was bushelberry, which is the the compact raspberry, and, it's, and it actually grows in more of a a bush form than a than a bramble. From what it they they stay very low, they fill up the low, pot and, low and don't compact. Yeah, and it looks like it produces quite a bit too. They do, they do, and we have the baba berries out there, which is a good mild climate raspberry. I know there were olali berries, which um, I grew up with. They were my grandfather's and my mother's favorite berries, so we have to have the olali berries. They do have thorns, comma, however. Um, we also have the isai kiwi. The self-fruitful one. Self-fruitful and smooth. It doesn't have the fuzz all over it. Which, I mean, I, kiwis are okay. I mean, oh, wait a minute. You have, you, that was okay. not an, a ringing endorsement. Well, I, have, I haven't had an isai, that's for sure. I know that. But I've, I've croaked had, a couple. Um, and the regular ones, too. You know why? George, you know why I've croaked them. Well, you probably left them in pots. Well, no, no. I put them in the ground. But what do they need? You remember what they need? It's the same. Yeah, same some kind thing. of water and care. Yeah, they need a lot of yeah. water. And they do well here if you keep them alive. My grandparents had a huge stand of kiwi in their backyard at one time along the fence line. They must have watered them. They, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure they did. Um, but uh, the... The other, you know, the other thing that's goofy about the kiwis is the uh, the male is Tamori, and the female is Vincent. Vincent. How I never have been able to figure that out. No, me neither. However, it's 2020, <laughs> and how dare you judge? It could be anything they want to be. That is correct. Uh, yeah, that is kind of strange, but we do have both of those, even though. Tomuri hasn't been put out yet. So when I said earlier that they'd all been put out, I may have been I misspoke. I misspoke. I misspoke. Yeah. So if it'll you be want, fixed. If you want the if you want the if you want the fuzzy kiwis, you need you need the Vincent and the Tomuri together. If you want just the the smooth skinned kiwi that doesn't require a pollinator, then the Isai is the one that you want. And make sure you have plenty of room for them to grow because they they do get big. they do take some space. The uh, you pick. Pomegranate rant or pomegranate persimmon place out in Ramona has a a an arbor looks like a Quonset hut shaped arbor of of kiwi 
Oh, really? They do very well out there. Yes. And, you know, we, we glossed right over the Kiwis being the beat of the vine world for you, Ken, is what it kind of sounded like. No, I, I'll, I'll eat them. It's just, I don't go out of my way to. Much like because, mangoes, because much of, like because no mangoes, the, I avoid. <laughs> no, because I, I of the fuzz or the, I like the tang and I, I like the. Oh, I, as do I. It's, okay. it's good on it's ice okay. cream. It's okay. I mean, it's, it's, when I lived in Japan, my neighbors had a long stand of them on a fence line. I used to get them in Japan. Nice, but yeah. it's just not your it's just cup not my, of tea. Just, just not. All right, it's yeah. not. It's not high on my list. It's not on my avoid list, but it's not high on my. List. Okay, so. that's that's good. That is almost a stunning endorsement coming from you. The other thing I didn't realize <clears throat> until I was looking around out there yesterday, I didn't realize gooseberries had thorns on them. So they got oh, yeah. big thorns on them. And I don't think I've ever had a gooseberry. I think yeah. I have. Hiking through some trail in Northern California with gooseberries on the side of it, I think I picked and ate a couple. At least you'd think that's what they were. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm still here, but it may explain a lot of Dane Bramage. Yeah. Did you mention hops? It just it just dawned on me. Did you I did not. I hops. know I did not I didn't, mention hops. Uh, did we get hops in? I we did. We did get some hops. Cascade and the other one. Cascade's Centennial, the one. I think it is. It's Centennial, that's it. Two varieties, and they don't need much room to grow, do you? Oh, they, as long they, as they're growing up, right? They grow, yeah, quickly. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, Jim Roop mm-hmm. had a two-story house out looking over the Williams Valley in Arizona. And go out there during the winter and there's nothing there. You go out there in the summer and there's hops two stories high. He ran the the line from the top of the house all the way down two stories and it would cover it every year. That's pretty amazing. And he, I think he used to use some of his hops for his own brewing. Well, that would make sense. It would kind of make sense. Yeah. They're an attractive plant, they, even they if are. you don't. Yeah. If you have the, the space, space um, out in my local neck of the woods, there's a burger and beer joint called Brody's and they have put hops in a wine barrel in front of their one story location. So they go up and come back down, but they do it every year and they, they grow out there very well. I can't remember what show it was I was watching, but they showed a hop farm and they had a big structure that looked like it was about 20 feet tall. And then they had had wires strung across between the poles and then the then the vertical wires that went down, or the vertical lines that went down to the individual hop plants, and they had a they had a trailer, and they would just go down the line, and they had a guy on top of the trailer, and he would cut the he would cut it off at the top, and they would cut it off at the bottom. They just lay the whole thing down into the into the trailer, like 20, 20 feet of of hops plant on a on a string. I remember when my younger sister came back from college, she was going to start growing hops. So we went over to my parents' property, and she put up this hokey structure of some kind of flimsy stakes that were, I don't know, 10 or 15 feet tall. And we never grew hops on that. I think they were planted once, but it was just this stupid mess. Um, (laughs) Something I would have done. But I Hey, David, don't hold back. Tell us how you really feel about that. Don't hold back. And that fancy, messy structure was there for many, many moons. It was, anyway, um, speaking of hops, brings back fond family memories. <laughs> Maybe we can rehash them at Thanksgiving on a Zoom meeting from, from afar. <laughs> uh, let's see. You have no update on 
David Austin Roses for this. Oh, season. I do have an update. You you do? Yes. Oh, because you didn't yesterday. I know that's the update. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> David Austin Roses says their worldwide demand is off the charts, and they still haven't confirmed our confirmations. I think that's what. Yeah, that is what. So it that's is. an update. And so, as of the weeks when they're starting to prep for shipping. We still have heard nothing as to what they're going to do and how they're going to distribute what roses they have. So my guess is we're not going to get David Austin roses, but that's pure speculation based on the fact that they haven't confirmed the orders, which are normally confirmed in June or July. And as of the 20th of November, if they don't have an answer, there's probably not going to be one. It's much easier just to say, well, I'll get back to you on that until they don't. Until they don't. So we will see. But if you are in dire need of a David Austin Rose and can find it, I would suggest you get it and not wait for us to find out if we're going to get them or not. Because yeah. they could be gone by the time we by tell you. By the time you, we find out we're yeah. not going to get them. Right. So That's unfortunate. Um, but I, it's just like the demand for everything in the plant world has just been crazy for the past Oh, for the past not what? How far since March, right? Yeah, nine months, something like that. It's uh, it's it's amazing how much how much stuff is disappearing and just not available. We, it's just recently that we've started seeing some citrus stuff, some citrus crops start to come back in, but there was a couple of months where we couldn't get anything. Yeah, Monday we're expecting a big shipment of. Five gallon dwarf, semi dwarf Satsuma, Owari Satsuma mandarins, which I haven't been able to get for quite a while, but Heinz had some. So we have, they only had 50, which is way more than we would normally buy, but they yeah. only had 50. We're yeah. going to get them all and they'll, they'll go very they'll, quickly. They'll disappear. Yeah, you know, I saw an ad, I can't remember if it was on Instagram or if it was on Facebook for, uh, for Australian finger limes. Have you seen how much they sell Australian finger limes for? The the Online. fruit or the yeah, plant? Yeah, the fruit. No. $50 a pound. Oh, you're kidding. Oh, my goodness. No. And and mine a, a mine one, fall off in the backyard. Oh, yeah, the I don't ground. I don't even get to mine sometimes. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness. Well, so, now. A one, guess a what one, we're doing. A one-pound bag was $49.99. Plus shipping. You're probably going to get 20 or 30 bucks for shipping on yeah, that. Yeah, That's fair excise tax, destination dealer prep. That's I was, a cost. I, I, was, I was stunned. Yeah, I was, there's just one problem with that. Oh, you know, since Australian finger limes are not susceptible—that's the—is that the this look? We're getting there, yeah. Okay, do you want me to? We'll Let's hold on to that. Yeah, if I've you want a can- great tease about the citrus, it's going to ruin our our business deal. If you want to <laughs> give us a call, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. When I got to the garden party, they all knew my name, but no one recognized. 
with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. You know, I don't know if at the top you mentioned that Mark is on assignment. He's okay. That He is. Okay, I don't think we said that. I don't, I don't think I did either. Okay, just want to get that out there. Uh, if you'd like to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We would love to talk to you. And uh, you had Well, I had two, two things of citrus news. One, George and I are going to clean up selling market, our, one, our one pound. They're so small and so light, so we probably could put together a pound or two between the two of us. Oh, easily. Okay, so that's 50 bucks. There we go. And we can go buy a cash burger. Money. We can go cash. buy another tree. Cash, and plant cash it. money. Yeah, we do have a good selection. Yes, of we them do right actually. Now, yeah, which has been. Surprising. And someone called them. Um, I had a lady ask for them the other day, and she called it. Do you have any uh, caviar limes? Yeah, I've seen that. Right. No, I thought you said caviar lemon. No, no, we should, no caviar caviar lime. Oh, okay, that I have heard. Okay. Because you know you did like row. Right. The yeah. Vesicles exactly. come out like. Yep. But so. I think the quarantine, the citrus quarantine, is going to put the kibosh on us shipping our lime hoard around the world and making a ton of money on it. Uh, it's going to ruin the whole thing. However, comma. No, I think the, you, I think I think it, you have your you have the fruit inspected. I think you're okay. Yeah, but that's in a whole extra. Se- George but, can and do then, that. And He's we, used yeah, to but bureaucracies. Then we, yeah, 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 sadly. Uh, but then we lose money. Our profit goes down. As yes, we, so we yeah. can't do that. But. The finger lime is not susceptible to HLB. Remember, they're using right. they're using that plant or uh, proteins from that plant to create the the cure. It's going to say a vaccine for HLB. So maybe we can, but that'll that'd be nice if they could get that if they could get that under control. I think I, I, I it's going to work. It's going to fix the problem. Well, I hope so. Because yeah. I know they, the other thing that they were looking at was um, uh, a GMO I know. citrus. Right. Which would have just. That's going to put a lot of people off. Yes. Yeah. It would have ruined a whole lot of people and kind of, I probably would have chuckled, which wouldn't be nice, <laughs> but I probably would have chuckled. But they have found some compound in the uh, finger lime that protects it from this disease that's wiping out, this incurable disease that's wiping out the citrus crop. And has been found in our state, not in our county yet, but they're working on testing, which has been slowed down by COVID, but hopefully they'll get that f- finalized into fruition and brought to market so that we can start protecting our citrus crop. That would be nice. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We are going to go up to Encinitas where Sean is waiting. Good morning, Sean. How are you? Hi. Yeah, it's John Clements from oh. uh, San Diego Botanic Garden. Sorry, John. And, uh, that's right. Okay. It's Sean, John. You know, it's all the same. All, <laughs> well, at least we got the botanical uh, garden part right. Yes, that part's right. Yeah. So I wanted to let you know that we are going to have the uh, Garden of Lights this year. And uh, so starting December 2nd from 5 to 9, we're going to have the garden open. Uh, it's very safe, and we sell a certain amount of tickets per hour. You have to do it by reservation. But what it ensures is that you don't have anybody around you, and and it really is working well. So in these COVID-stressed times, you can come out and cruise the garden with a lot of lights, and it's a nice experience. And then we are going to be open Thanksgiving Day, too. So if you can't be around people, you can come and and stay away from people but near all the plants. Are are you serving food? There's going to be turkey up there? (laughs) Oh, 
Well, I'm working Thanksgiving Day. I wish there was food. <laughs> <laughs> now, didn't one of you guys go last year? Uh, I didn't go last we year. Did. I went a couple. I went a couple of years. I ago. went last year. Yeah, we went last year. And it how, was it was wonderful. It's I enjoyed beautiful. It a, a it's, great deal. It's yeah. absolutely beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And I, and actually, we were talking the other day about going this this year, and I'm on the website right now, and right there it says tickets, so I'm set. I'll be up there. Yeah, cool. So it'll be um, in the evenings, five to nine, and then uh, on Christmas week and then New Year's week will be open uh, from Monday through Sunday on those those weeks. Excellent. Well, John, thank you very much for the call, and it sounds like it's going to be uh, it sounds like there's going to be something that's somewhat normal this holiday season, at least. Yeah, hopefully a return to normalcy really soon. Yes, indeed. Thank you very much, and thank thank you very thank much you. for everything you do at the at the botanical garden as well. Oh, thank you. Okay, have a great weekend, John. It has so. been too long since I've been up there, but I remember you telling me how gorgeous it was up there. And for those of you who don't like people, that's a great place to go. Yeah. <laughs> well, when can, we went, you, there were people, but it was pre-COVID, so there'd be less. Okay but to there's be plenty. Of, but it was okay to be near people. But there's plenty. There's plenty of room there. That you can, especially if they're limiting the number of people that they're right. allowing in, that you you will be uh, very safely distanced um, while you were there. They had a delightful little quartet when we were there last what, time. What kind of quartet? Delightful. It was it was very nice. How, many, how of, many people were in it? Uh, let's see. There were uh, they, they did some just a bunch of great Christmas tunes. It was it was really nice. There were some little kids dancing with their moms. It was a nice time. I enjoyed it a great deal. Yeah, it's a it, it's a beautiful park. Uh, oh, it always it, is a beautiful park. It, but it, that was the first time I had gone for the, uh, you know, the winter wonderland type deal, and it was it was nice. Yeah, that it it really is an it really is a neat event. I would uh, I would encourage people to go to, to go check it out. If you want to give us a call, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is the number. Uh, speaking of Christmas and the holidays, living Christmas trees have come in. The 15-gallon Monterey pines that we got this year are absolutely stunning trees. They're if you want to, if if, first, you, if I I look at, I look at I look at cut Christmas trees as sustainable because you can replant and and grow more and you can always you can always compost the tree when you're done with it. Um, but if you want truly sustainable, you can get a living Christmas tree. But they are gonna they're gonna take some they're gonna take some maintenance. They don't keep that Christmas tree shape all by themselves. So it's going to take some pruning. That but sound, you, which isn't going to make itself. <laughs> but you can, but you can, uh, but you, or you can, you can plant it in the landscape. And there's some, and there's some non-traditional living Christmas trees that we have too. And the more, <laughs> the more I was looking at it, the more I, the more I was thinking that those, uh, the serpentine blue spruce that we have, you put some, put some ribbon and some ornaments on that. That would be kind of a cool looking, um, cool looking tree. My friend Mary has a serpentine blue cedar, the blue, oh, the blue atlas cedar, cedar, blue cedar in her That's backyard, correct, yeah. which is spectacular. How big is it? Um, it was a, I was able to lift it. It was either, a, must have been a seven gallon a year ago, and we put mm-hmm. it into an enormous terracotta pot, and it, it's done quite well. It's still keeping the serpentine shape. Yeah, it. we put a big stake in it, and then I had to tie it back up and, he says with it. much I enthusiasm. Should, I shouldn't say it like that. I <laughs> yeah. shouldn't say it like that. It did add a tiny, just a teensy weensy little bit of extra work to my okay. life, but not much. And it I, certainly, I did sound that was awful it, the way I said yeah, was, that. There's no, especially yeah. since she's listening right now. But, so I didn't mean it that way. I swear. 
I had uh, over the years purchased a number of living trees that I one or two years of of using them as Christmas trees. Then I would plant them, and one of them many years later, Italian stone pine. I made pesto out of the pine nuts, which was a task. I've I've heard that that, <laughs> that I've heard that that is a task. If you if if you would like to do that uh, yourself, we did get some of the single leaf pinion pines in, which is kind of a strange looking pine tree because it does it only has one. It, or the needles are single, right? Single, they're, yep. they're, so it, that was my it's Christmas very, tree a couple of years ago. It's very coarse. It's a very coarse looking tree. But that, speaking the, of non traditional, that is a non traditional looking Christmas tree. That is, yes, it is. But I wanted it for the pine nuts. Yeah, but they have to be old to. They do. Be, um, it's for the people twenty, <laughs> two hundred fifty years from now when when I'm long generation. gone. Just a funny, sad story. There, that was my brother's last Christmas tree, and he made fun of it when I brought it to him. He wanted a living <laughs> Christmas tree. And I got him a living Christmas tree, and he made fun of it. The uh, pinion pine? Yeah. It's kind of a neat looking tree, though. It is. I think it, yeah, it has some characters, we got characteristics some, to and, it that make it nice. And those, um, those dwarf Alberta spruce that we got in are not, big, not, not very dwarf. No. They're at least six feet tall. Yeah. Can we call them dwarfs? No. Little trees. Little trees. Big little trees. Little. It's a day of oxymorons. <laughs> it was, but th- those were the biggest ones I've ever seen. They were, they were huge, and they were they're perfect. The yeah, shape they wise, are. really really nice. And <laughs> it'd probably be easier to keep the shape on them because they grow more slowly. But I, I think I told you guys last week I'm gonna get my folks one of those Monterey pines because that's of right. The right, dead Monterey pine in their oh, backyard. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll only take it a year or two to get back to fifty feet. Yeah. <laughs> they grow so they grow fast if they're happy. Yeah, uh, and the the ones that we the ones that we have, the fifteen gallon ones that we have in, they've got to be seven feet tall. I would think. Just yeah. Oh yeah. Easily seven to yes. seven to eight, Planted. Seven to eight feet and tall. And in the pots, they're overhead. Yes. Yeah, they're they're big. They're as they're nice big. as we've gotten. They're as big as we've gotten, and um, they're actually less expensive this year than they've been in the last many by yeah and they're nicer yeah and they're nicer so uh if you want to if you want to start thinking about a tree for christmas i would start thinking about it especially a living tree i would start thinking about it now just and if you're not ready to put it in the house just put it on the patio just make sure you water it it'd be better to put it on the patio for a little while right until uh, christmas the it's living, closer to the christmas ones yeah. yes um uh, poinsettias are starting to We've, oh, they've been trickling in for a while because we got the yellow ones for a couple of weeks ago. Well, for mm. we had them in October. Yeah, for, kind for of your a, fall decoration, right? Kind of a white one too. Well, the white one that's yeah. in now is it's 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 like crystal white. It's, it, I think it's that, that's one of the, that's a princetia, I think, is it? Not? And finally, it's white, white, not yellow, white, true right. white. Yeah. yeah, and then the that um, those princetias are. We've we've had them for probably four or five years now. We got the first when they first came in, and it's an unusual, a unique kind of a bract form to them. They look different, and they are they're sharp looking. Yeah, they're not in, usually they're not a, in the traditional colors, but they are a, a beautiful plant. Yeah, it really is. That um, that highlighter pink is uh, particularly outstanding. It's the almost the color of a pink highlighter. It, the fluorescent. It's really, really pretty. And it, it, it's, there are some that have the white and that fluorescent pink in them as well. Yeah. 
If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. To the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it's all right now. I learned my lesson. And we're back with more garden talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anders along with David Ross and George Allman. Mark Mahady is off this weekend. He should be rejoining us next week, I would imagine. You know, I'm looking at Mark's chair over there in its lonely little yellow square on the carpet, properly distanced, (laughs) thinking that kind of sums up 2020, doesn't it, right there? (laughs) Chair all by itself in a little square on the carpet. I think I'm going to go visit the, uh, the lights at the Botanic Garden this year as well. As well also, too? As right. well as also two good with two O's on it. That one. Yes. That one. If you'd like to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We would love to talk to you. Um, we also got in, well, cut greens came in. So we we have garland. We have wreaths. Uh, if you want to get a jump on your holiday decorating. And we got in the coils of 10 feet of cedar garland as a unit. But last year... <laughs> I'm going to have to remind the coworkers that the 10 foot cedar garland is sold in 10 foot increments, but people were cutting it open and selling it by the foot, oh. which the 10 foot is the 10 foot. It's just very nice. That is a nice, that, that's a, that's a reasonable size. You can do a lot with 10 feet. I was walking around the receiving area yesterday and, and looking at some of the stuff that had come in. We, I, I don't know where the, the cactus and succulents order came in from. But we got a pretty good size order of some. There were some really nice Parkinsonias. I get. I'm. T- I. I can't remember if those were desert museum or just. They are desert museums, yeah. and they came from the lovely, formerly, well, they came from Arizona. Oh. I was going <laughs> to go off in a it different color working, direction, yeah. and nah, gonna let it go. Desert um, museums. They, but those they're are, from mountain states. Those are really. Those are really pretty. And Did so, you happen to notice whether or not there were any acatillo out there? There were a couple of acatillo. Okay, because I got a text from my sister. Did the acatillo come in? And I didn't answer it. So, yes. But she's listening right now. So now probably, she knows. Probably not. She's probably sleeping. But if you're listening, Jennifer, yes. the Oh, this is the Jennifer of hops. This, oh, okay. The, the story comes full circle. The acatillos did come in. Two different kinds of acatillos. We got the... Those tipos, mija. We got the regular acatillos, and then we got the tree acatillos, which I'm not sure what the difference is. I was going to look that up. One of them's a McDougal eye, and one of them's a different one. (laughs) You know, acatillos just fascinate me because we have the we have those ramadas out over in the cactus and succulent section, and we just and we just redid the (laughs) acatillo roofing on them. Was it last year? The year before? I don't know how long those 
sticks, sticks of Ocotillo <laughs> have been cut and dried and laying in the sun. But they've they been still, at the nursery for a year. But they still bloom. I, I like, noticed that. Isn't that amazing? It is absolutely amazing. You know, I... Holding on to life. I thought they would have been petrified, but... Love driving out to the desert and going out to Ocotillo. Take eight out to Ocotillo, turn left, and drive about 20 minutes. And down in a wash, there's some beautiful desert if you go at the right time of the year when those are blooming. And I used to go out there with the, my kids and take pictures. And I, it's beautiful. Out the there. desert in March is... If, if we've had a wet winter, the desert in March is... It is really, really pretty. It's completely different from anything that you see closer to the coast or in the mountains. Um, I highly recommend going out there and doing that. Uh, it wasn't last year. It was the year before over President's Day weekend. We rented a house out at uh, Rams Hill in Borrego and spent the long weekend out there with, a, with another couple. Um, that we're really good friends with and it was just outstanding it was just outstanding i mean the the weather was perfect it was absolutely beautiful you sit outside at night and the temperature would drop down <laughs> and and rams hill that that is one of the most beautiful golf courses i have ever seen in my life and it's because there's so much water to make it look nice. well they they have their own they, i think <laughs> i i think they said they dropped five wells just for just for their own use do you know why you can never starve in the desert why because of all the sandwiches there <laughs> no um, which is a little different. <laughs> hey, my bad jokes are better than your bad jokes. Dolcetia. Um, that was a funny joke um, when I sat in the commercial. <laughs> Without naming names, you so you, at Rams Hill, you had a little different experience than the year before out at the desert where you couldn't get food or beverage. Was that, was that the grapefruit story yes, too? Yes, you couldn't get grapefruit. I remember yeah, this that story. Yeah, yes. that was at the Borrego. Yeah. Uh, at, the, at, the, at the Borrego. I thought you weren't going to name names. Yeah, the, the Brago place where they yeah, serve food the, and drink at the, at the resort, and you I mean, couldn't get you couldn't get grapefruit for your adult beverage, even though there was a tree right next to the bar there was, a, there was, was covered a with grapefruit. Thirty foot tall grapefruit tree right outside the window. Hence of the, the bar. The response: yeah. I'm terribly unable to help you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was one of the uh, that was one of the most ironic drinking stories that I that I could. Come and up you've with had now. a few ironic oh, drinking I, stories. Oh, the, yeah, no, no. That's true. My, my son had a baseball game out there for uh, high school back for a tournament. Speaking of ironic well, drinking stories, speaking, no, speaking of of, of the, the desert in bloom. And gotcha. So, okay. so two years ago, Ken, at the same time, it was we had a lot of rain. It was gorgeous, mm -hmm. and so we went out there. And I think it was March, late March, early April. The, the, driving down the grade was like I was in L.A. There were so many cars oh. going into oh, it gets the desert. Crowded. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, just people parked everywhere, just trouncing through the desert to see the flowers. Yeah, I would recommend that if you're going to go out to the if you're going to go out to the desert uh, to see the bloom, try to do it midweek. Right. Don't, this was midweek. It was like two in the afternoon to go to a tournament, and it was packed. Yeah, it, yeah. it it's amazing how it's amazing how many people flood into Borrego. Well, if uh, that is a if that is a problem, what you could do is wait until like August, and right. then there'll be many fewer people out there, and you won't have Far to worry fewer. about the crowds. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that's amazing when the when you get a bloom like that out in the desert is <clears throat> the number of caterpillars that come out. They're everywhere. I mean, there's just thousands and thousands of caterpillars and they're crawling across the road and they're crawling through the sand and they're chomping on all of, all the flowers that are growing on the side of the road. I don't a circle know. Circle of life sort of thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. how many All right. Now that we're there. talking about things crawling on the road, do you have a South Pacific things crawling on the road story you'd like to share real quickly? 
well, the sense you, of the South Pacific. Um, there's a there's a couple, a couple. But when when my dad and I were in, we were in Bora Bora on vacation. This was back in 1983. We rented a couple of bikes at the at the uh, hotel that we were staying at, and we were riding around the island, and we kept into this one section of the island, and it just just reeked of rotten seafood. I mean, just I mean I mean really 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 bad. And we couldn't figure out what was going on. And then we looked around and there's the fiddler crabs. The, they're the little teeny crab that has one one claw that's like three times the size of the other claw. And as you would drive along as you'd come along the road, they would run from one side of the road to the towards the water. Towards the water. Towards the water. Uh, I'm not quite sure why they were out of the water, but they would run across the road. And we noticed as we were riding along that there were a lot of them that didn't make it across the road when traffic was coming through. And the road was literally paved with these crushed fiddler crabs. And those crushed fiddler crabs laying out in the uh, tropical sun of Bora Bora (laughs) just do not create a, a good fragrance. And hence the lifelong question philosophical question why did the fiddler crab crab try and cross the road i don't know I, I, that's I, I the don't, question yeah, i don't have the answer don't look quite, at me that was, that's question. what we used when, as i was a child back east that's what we used for bait to, to fish with fiddler little crabs, fiddler crabs. Yep. did you get them off the road or did you have to go no we, we we'd purchase them from a vendor oh who probably went to bora bora and picked them up <laughs> off, off the road uh we're gonna head out to descanso where curtis is winning good morning curtis how are you i'm okay thank you uh Guys, uh, you're Anderson Nursery? Yes. So, like where I got my walnut tree in El Cajon, the Anderson Nursery? Um, uh, no. No, we we have a store in Poway and we have a store in San Diego. Oh, maybe I got the name wrong of the okay. nursery there. There's a Niffing's Nursery out in El Cajon. And there's another one that starts with an A. Is there an the Armstrong? East yeah, there's an Armstrong out Oh, it's Armstrong there. Okay. Sorry about that. No problem. What can we do for you? We'll still take your call. <laughs> I have a uh, placentia walnut tree, uh, planted it last late, late March. It's use that uh, biggest uh, gopher mesh. We have a lot of gophers, and they said that would that would protect the tree to get it established. And after that, I think they said I wouldn't probably have to worry about uh, treating the gophers once it got established. But my question is, uh, it's it's grown beautifully. It's very uh, healthy, vibrant, nice green leaves and grown faster than I actually thought it would until about, um, and I'd get, I was given it, uh, from March, from March last year onward, I gave it about 15 gallons of water a week, once a week. And it was fine. And then I'd get one or two yellow leaves and I'd, I'd cut it down and it, they'd kind of disappear. And it's been fine since that time until, oh, and then over, uh, let's, uh, say the, uh, Last couple months when it cooled down, I cut down to about four gallons once a week. And it, it seemed fine for about the last six weeks. Anyhow, uh, a lot of yellow, you know, about one-fifth of the tree. And um, I did see a lot of uh, gopher holes pop up around this thing, even though I had the wire mesh when I first planted it. So I, I dug a trench around it, and uh, uh, about 16 inches deep, 16 inches, just so I could try and... Uh, trap these gophers and see i thought the trench would stop them and i kind of thought it did so anyhow i'm not asking i'll get to the question um am i am i 
the yellowing of the leaves about fifteen percent of the tree right now, and I'm concerned. And I'm wondering, am I overwatering, or uh, are gophers getting to the uh, uh, roots? Well, it could just be <clears throat> could just be starting to go dormant this time of the year too, because they're not evergreens. Is it late November out in Descanso? Uh, what do you mean? No, uh, it's it's getting late in the year, and what Ken was saying is they will go dormant. So it kind of depends on when that yellowing started. We had a very hot, it dry... It all started last two weeks, no more than three. Okay, it it's, yeah. it's getting cold at night, and I've had frost out at my house, and so it's probably headed for dormancy. But, okay, and we did, we did hit some, uh, uh, well, we hit quite a bit of 40-degree weather for about a week or two, too. I would and, not maybe... disc- I would not discount the gophers, and I would not count on that wire mesh uh, protecting them in perpetuity. So I would consider trying to start getting rid of the gophers by some other method uh, so they don't end up killing your tree. But probably okay, it's... I'm not... I just started stuffing um, uh, gopher traps in all the holes I can, and I'm 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 not really experienced at all. I only caught a couple gophers um, at a different location, not not around this tree. Uh, and yeah, I'm just not just remain proactive in doing that, and and don't give up. Just think if you if you get one or two, don't think you you've succeeded. You need to just stay stay vigilant, stay the course. Right, and I haven't caught any uh, around this tree when I was planting using the traps earlier in the year, but the tree was flourishing, so I just said, forget it. But but I did notice some um, pushed, fresh gopher uh, dirt coming into my trench from the outside. So I, so I figured, are they, are they coming out the outer wall and going down through my trench and then going toward my tree? Very, uh, and I did find some uh, holes. Very, very I, I possibly. Believe- yeah, okay. And that, yeah. the one other thing you had mentioned because the you were cutting back on the water, um, I wouldn't cut back on the amount of water. I would increase that over time, but I would cut back on the frequency as the weather cools and the days get shorter. But you still want to water the same area when you are watering, but okay, just so not like as it, often. So like in the winter, keep giving it the 10, 15 gallons a week, but give it every other week. Well, and then we... If we have another rain sometime, then just shut it off while it's dormant until sometime next year. And if we do get a good rain, what you're saying is wait like three, four weeks to start, or or even longer, since or, it's deciduous, since it's dormant at that, it will be dormant at that point. Okay, that sounds pretty good. Um, gee, what else could I do? Start killing gophers, <laughs> Mister. You keep after them. Don't okay, get and, don't uh, get complacent. You know the planting bucket. I think it's about ooh twenty inches tall. Uh, maybe 20 inch, uh, 15, 16 inches in diameter. I'm not sure mm-hmm. the planting bucket. Yeah. I, I cut the bottom off it when I planted it last March. So it's just the tube. Mm-hmm. And I put the tube around the base of the tree and the tube is about, uh, pl- uh, about three, four inches into the dirt. So mm-hmm. I've got about, uh, it's like a holding reservoir and that's where I pour all my water. So, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't run out. It's not like I just water the ground around the tree. It, it goes into this bucket that is sticks up about 6, 12, 14 inches above the uh, uh, soil line, above the earth. And so it, it holds all the water I pour in it, too. But, so but as not- that tree matures, you're going to have to increase that uh, basin around the tree much further out than what you're currently doing. Those roots are going to keep moving away from that area, so make sure your water over time does as well. Curtis, we need, thank you very much. Thank you very much for the call. We need to take a break. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. 
We'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. When I got to the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it's all right now. And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross and George Allman. Mark has the day off today. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, just another reminder, we are going to be closing early in Poway on Wednesday, and we both stores will be closed for Thanksgiving on Thursday. So, so we hope, can each stay at home with ourselves. Yeah, so I hope everybody So enjoys, we can Zoom more readily with our friends and family. Enjoys the holiday. You know what I, well, my, my Thanksgiving thing this week was to take a turkey out of the freezer and thaw it so that I can make room for another cheap after Thanksgiving turkey this year. <laughs> <laughs> Less expensive. That's what I meant. Um, oh, you know what? I saw. I was walking. I was walking through the re- receive, bedding receiving yesterday, and something we got something in that we don't always get in. Uh, the standard climbing sweet peas in six packs, not the not the dwarf, not ones, the dwarf ones, not the dwarf bushy ones, but the 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 large vining sweet the, the your standard vining sweet peas. Those are available in six packs and very nice plants too. As a matter of fact, you know what else we got in? What dandelions. We get those in every once in a while. Every every fall, we tend to get them. Actually, the herb selection right now is really good. We have two huge tables. I know it was in the way of my my (laughs) bare root potted assorted, (laughs) but it all worked out okay. Um, You were do we were talking about walnuts? I was just going to bring it up, yeah. And we were talking about it last week. What were we talking about that was kind of unique to which ones would grow here? Oh, Oh, the fact that they some things won't grow underneath them. Correct. Right. Right. It, it, I it is a problem. Growing up as a kid, we had a one house, one door down, we had an extra lot for horses and fruit trees. And there was a lone walnut back in the corner of the property. And I loved going and picking walnuts in the, the husk, the husk fly got in. Stain your hands? Yeah, right. it just yeah. turned them solid black. I don't know why that was fun as a kid. Well, I have a cousin that lives up in Placerville, and one of her best friends lived on a the property that they lived on was an old abandoned walnut orchard and the trees were still alive and and growing, uh, but they just weren't, they weren't harvesting or anything, but they would go out when the walnuts would get ripe, but the grass underneath the trees was like 10, 12 inches deep. So they'd just go around and stomp around barefoot until they'd step on one and they'd pick them up and then they would pick them up and and bring them home and come home and their feet were just black from <laughs> stepping on the walnut rinds. That sounds like something I'd do, only I'd pierce the 
shell and put a hole in my foot would be the way it would work for me. Well, you know where they used to grow a lot of walnuts that really surprised me, and I didn't realize it until we were up there a few years ago? Paso Robles. A lot of the vineyards are planted on old um, on property that had old walnut I did not orchards. Know that. I remember There's, seeing them in the Central Valley. I was going to say Central Valley. My my children's when we were when I was stationed up there, they uh, your the high school. My children's my children's school is where I was going with that. Their their high school had a bunch of them around the school. But so, there, there's still quite a few up there. And they don't, I guess they don't inhibit. Once they're gone, they don't inhibit growth of. Apparent, of apparently grapes. not. Uh, but the the ones that are still up there, a lot of the a lot of the vineyards are, are organic, so they grow organic walnuts. Um, they got a lot of money for organic walnuts, but um, it was funny because they're they're selling the walnuts and the they were selling the walnuts inside the tasting room, um, cleaned and just so it's just the walnut. Flesh. Did you check everybody's fingers to see who had stained? No, but we hands? go out to the parking lot and there's this giant walnut tree and there's walnuts laying all over the ground. So we just, <laughs> we just, just pick picked, them up, picked a few up, and uh, brought them home with us. So, but, they were, but they were. You know, my, really good. It's at, a really pretty. It's almost a tropical looking tree. It's too. a handsome tree. Yeah, really pretty tree. Trailhead of my McGinty. There is a what looks like a pecan tree because the leaflets are smaller and it's turning yellow because it's that time of the year, which I guess I should have remembered that when I was talking to the gentleman in Descanso. But anyway, it has walnuts on it. They're not pecans, but they're hollow. I mean, I haven't broken any. I picked some and I took a walnut or a pecan. Well, they're round, but they're light. They didn't feel like they had any fruit in them. I picked some. And I put them in the console of my car, and I went around a turn, and then they started rolling around on my feet. And then I got to someplace, and I kicked them out of the car. I never bothered to open mm-hmm. them. But it, the leaflets were much smaller, so I thought it was a pecan tree, but it was their round, solid walnuts. Hmm, that's interesting. With the black husk on them, but they already a, dried. There's a botanical garden up in Escondido. I don't know if it, I, I don't know if they're open right now with what's going on, but it's called Grant, or it's not in Escondido. I'm sorry, it's in Fallbrook. It's called Grand Traditions. It's a oh, yes. it, it's a stunning place. It's really really pretty, um, but they have the biggest pecan tree I've ever seen out in front of the building where their where their restaurant is. It's it's huge. It's the, it's probably at least three stories tall. The parrot the green parrots are back harvesting the pecans at my folks' house, and so when I go over there, they parrots are very messy eaters, and so their driveway and around is all covered with the pecans that the birds have dropped and some of them are cracked at the top where the birds have started to open them but i i go over there and collect pecans from the volunteer pecan trees at, at my folks house oh that's nice i, I don't you, they have a, you've they had have a, I, I have, they have one a flock was, of wild parrots out there well they oh. they they seasonally come around oh, oh and, interesting and there's another tree that they like up there which was the the grevillea robusta the silk oak the parrots hmm. like the seeds of those, which I never thought anything cared about those. No, I didn't think so either. We'll talk about your pecans next time, George. Next Saturday when we come back for another hour of Garden Who's talk. coming up next? Here. Auto Talk. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to make it a tough question. <laughs> have a great weekend, everybody, and have a very happy Thanksgiving. We'll be back next weekend. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. 
There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery.